0: Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have a fun episode in store. I say that all the time, but I actually mean it. Um, every time I say it, I actually mean it. Um, Coach Dave Holland uh, coached a uh, couple teams here in the Schuylkill League. Um, I actually met him at a picnic a couple weeks ago, and uh, I went up to him. I said, hey, I'd love to interview you, and uh, he was gracious enough to take time out of his day today. Um and I went to see him at the uh, St. Nick's Elementary School. He's actually retired, and he retired to be a principal, uh, social uh, studies teacher, and a phys ed teacher. Um, Just a great guy. Uh, You could tell he has a zest for life, uh, has a zest, uh, a a complete passion uh, for basketball, for making an impact on uh, young lives, and he's doing it for all the right reasons. His kind of basketball royalty here in Schuylkill County with his brother, Mickey Holland, uh, his uh, nephew, uh, Coach Rhodes, at uh, VCU. Right, he is back at VCU. Um, But real fun conversation, old school guy. Um, You guys are definitely going to enjoy it. Before we get to Dave, a quick message from our two sponsors, Cackle, uh, as you know, and Darren J. March, financial planner. You guys know the routine. I've been saying it over and over again. You can find the link in the uh, what call it? In the in the info here. Um, again, appreciate all the support. Uh, listenership has been booming. Uh, great um, views on our online videos. And again. If you have anyone in mind, any ideas in mind, please feel to reach out, campfire at gmail.com, com. find us on Facebook, whatever it is, and I'll be more than happy um, to open, uh, open to any new ideas. All right, Coach Holland. All right, we are live, not live, here at, no, you're good, you're good, at St. Nick's here with... Uh, basketball royalty Dave Holland who is now the principal the phys ed teacher um the social studies teacher anything else i could add to there uh not a little bit of everything though. okay you and we're in the social studies yeah. teacher room here it's summer you could tell we're getting ready for uh for the you know for the for the upcoming school year chairs on top of the or the seats on top of the chairs uh definitely bring back some uh some memories yeah some memories
1: alfredo i i always i always laugh about it because uh I retired from teaching public school after 36 years, and uh, my my last 22 I taught in Pine Grove, and I live in Pottsville, so it was about a half hour ride every day. And right after I retired, they were looking for a social studies teacher over here, and it's only five minutes from my house, and so I th- said to my wife, I'm gonna go over and just see what it's all about, and I came home and I said, I got a job. She said, you just retired. <laughs> So I said, I, I, I thought I'd come over here and do it for a year, a year or so. And here I am going into my ninth year. I said, and, and I started out as a social, now I'm the social studies teacher, a phys ed teacher, and the principal.
0: Now, what is it? Why why do you why do you like teaching so much? Why can't you get
1: away? I, I don't know. You know, it's, I always, I always joke because a lot of people say to me, when you know, why are you still doing it this will be my 45th year in education mm-hmm. people why are you doing it I always I always tell them the same thing I'm just doing it till I figure out what I want to do and I grow right. up, you know <laughs> but I I don't know it, it I I guess you could say a lot of it has to do I think with my competitive spirit too you know mm-hmm. it, it keeps you in the game you, you you know what's going on in the world a little bit more through the eyes of kids yeah absolutely you know, and you, but know, you look young i mean well, I can, at 66 66 I mean, you and you don't uh, look a day over 50
0: and i mean well, that.
1: I, I appreciate it you know? I, you know I try to stay on top of it i you know walk every day i hit the gym you know days that i don't walk you know try to keep moving i'm I always said i'm afraid if i sh- stop i'm not getting started yeah again. right you know it happens with guys my age but now i feel good i you feel real good i got two new hips put in last year Oh, good they last forever uh, got two new ones at the same time and a lot of people say i can't believe you got them at the same time but I went down to the Rothman Institute out in Philly and the guy looked at them. He said, they're both really bad. He said, uh, you did a lot of pounding on him over the years. Then I said, he said, I could do them both at the same time. And he didn't, Might I was, well. I was, I was up and moving in a few days. And you know, I was back, back here in the summer, about three, four weeks. I was back here, you know, doing some schoolwork, but it keeps me in the game. And I like being around kids. Absolutely. This, this is a nice experience for me because I always thought secondary, Mm-hmm. i always thought high school kids which i loved but now i was never really around the elementary kids as much and now especially being principal you really get a chance to 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 meet oh you know, yeah kids. and plus
0: it's such a formidable age yeah, that you yeah. Could actually... and I,
1: I i actually as i said i teach phys ed and i teach phys ed from everything from pre-k up to eighth grade oh wow i love pre-k kids in gym it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious you know i mean it's it's my my favorite period of the week but it just it keeps me in the game it just keeps me you know going and you know people often say to me kids have really changed over 40 years and i always tell them kids haven't changed at all i agree with society you. has changed uh-huh. society has changed a little bit but kids haven't changed you know there's kids are kids yeah know, they all, i mean i just like being around them I don't, I don't know you know i still enjoy what i'm doing so you know people say you're gonna do it another year i said i don't know you know another year i, I try not to think I try not to think about what's what's over the hill yeah, you know today's just take, a, take care of that yeah, today and, take care of today and then go from after there after the season this year i don't want to do it again you know it's time for me to walk out but going back for number 45 see what well, happens. well i'm
0: sure the, the students are happy to have you and you know you're talking about teaching before we you know got started you showed me this picture you pull out this black and white photo and it's the first uh basketball camp you, you ran and you kind of
1: run it i was it actually was a camp for Drexel university okay but it was outside of philadelphia and Pat Flannery was the assistant coach there at the time, and Pat and I have been great friends for a long time. So we went down and worked it. But uh, it's funny, I said, we, the, we all had our short shorts on, and we all yeah. had, we all had hair. <laughs> this was this was you know, thirty five, almost forty years ago. The the
0: the neat thing about it. So you gave me a little bit of a quiz here. So you're standing on the right here. Then there's Pat Flannery. And then a couple uh, rows behind is uh, Jay Wright. Jay Wright. And then one of the players, uh, the first camp, you said, pick it out. And I said, You're, uh, it's going to annoy me because I, I know who this is. It's just a young kid. And just a young kid. And it's Mike Rhodes. Mike so, Rhodes, I mean, yeah. talk about basketball lineage there. I mean, that's that's incredible.
1: Um, Jay Wright and I, I've been, well, Pat actually was the guy who really got Jay, helped him with his first job up in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. So I've been friends with Jay for a long time. And Jay Wright is just as, as, as nice as he dresses and, and looks the part. He, he's anything but a big timer. He's yeah. just a really good guy. And I had a funny story I always tell about him. Uh, I had a kid who played for me at Pine Grove who was a very good player. His name was Steve Horst. He went on and was a, you know, a, a soccer so, player, right? That was his older brother. Oh, Dave, Dave right. Was yeah. the one. His older brother, Steve, was a great soccer player too. But... He went to Lebanon Valley then, and, and was a, you know, Division Three All-American. Uh, but when he graduated, he went to law school at Villanova. So I'm sitting watching television one night down, down in my, den, and uh, and my wife comes down and says, "Take the, Jay Wright's on the phone." And this is the middle of the basketball season. You know, he's yeah. coaching at Villanova at the time. So I picked it up. I said, "Hey, Jay, what's how you doing?" He says, "Hey, I got someone I want you to say hello to." And I'm thinking, "What in the world are you talking about?" Steve Horst gets on the phone <laughs> and he said, coach, he said, I just, I, you know, I, I, I'm playing in a rec league here at Villanova and Jay Wright walked by and he watched this for a while. And he said, who's this six, five kid that that's playing. And he said, he came over to me and, and introduced himself. And he, I told him that we have a mutual friend and you know, I said, he was my high school coach. So Jay said, you come with me up to the office. We're calling him right now. <laughs> so that's the kind of guy Jay is. And he always, he always was, good good people.
0: So, okay, so take me through your, ba- you, you grew up in Monterey City, right?
1: Grew up in Monroe City. Uh, you know, I always say like in, back in the 60s, 70s when, Monterey City's always been a big basketball place. You know, so I mean, to grow up there, my older brother w- was a great coach and you know, great player. But uh, it was a it was a great place to grow up, fall in love with the game of basketball, because there were so many people to look up to. You know, there mm-hmm. was so many great player. The, the great Stamel Dorchick was probably the greatest player. You know, in our era, it's 1965 when they went to the East, to the Eastern Finals of the state championship in the top division. So we had a coach at that through those years by the name of Dave Linkhurst, who was a very big disciplinarian, but uh we were actually if you if you termed it in tight in number of students, they only had three classes back then a, B and c. We were really a c school mm-hmm. but Dave always wanted to play in the a's so we always played in the playoffs in the big with the with the big schools right we, we went up I mean so we would play. Allen Allentown Allen and Oh my gosh. you know, Harrisburg. But they went to the Eastern Finals of the State Championship. He was standing in nineteen sixty five was uh, top five first team All State, top five players of the state of Penn. So he went to LaSalle and then he played on that LaSalle team nineteen sixty nine. That was number two in the nation behind Alcindor's oh. S- team at UCLA, UCLA. And, wow. and they couldn't go into tournament because of a recruiting violation. They were kept out hmm. of it, but I mean, there were guys like that—great, uh, really great players—that you you know idolized as you grew up. Why? Why? I mean,
0: because like Mono City, such a small town, Nick. You wouldn't think you would think football, especially in the Cole region. Yeah. Why? Why basketball?
1: I, I don't know. You know, we did have a history of it. We had you know there were guys, George Sineski, who was a great player. Uh, back in the early 50, 40s and 50s I, I would think you know with the philadelphia warriors jack mccluskey who played a plan went on and he was a coach of the lakers or a general manager to lakers and and coach the uh, portland trailblazers there there it was just some there was like basketball mm-hmm. thing it was just something that you know we grew up with and uh, you know it was funny because a lot of us did get involved like I played midget football, and I played league Baseball, and I played Tinner League, but I always remember. I, I still. It's funny, I still call it my playground. I, I lived right next to my Catholic grade school, St. Canicus, and St. Canicus Playground was across the street, and there was two or three playgrounds that all the kids played at. But uh, I spent so much time in that playground. I still call it my playground. But uh, I remember one time coming from Tinner League, baseball game and I was playing over in the playground with my uniform on. I just <laughs> couldn't wait to get in the playground. And finally my dad said, you know, if if you, if you want to give up baseball, you're, you know, you can, if you want, you know, because I, I, I just did it, but I don't know. It was, you know, something back growing up in those days. And this is something, you know, that I, I wrote a lot about in my book. I wrote a book published in, in 2008 called when the game was just a game. And, uh, it was a comparative look of what basketball was like back then, as it compared to how it is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was very different. There's there was no AAU, there was no exposure camps, there were no basketball schools, there were no travel teams. Uh, in fact, when I was in high school, we, we weren't even allowed to have our our own high school team in a summer league together. Oh, really? We were allowed to have two guys on a team <laughs> that you could play so everyone played in the playgrounds yeah i mean everybody did and i always talk about in my book there was there was a great it was a great thing about the playground because there were rules that just were made by the playground itself yeah if we were in junior high and we were playing and the older guy showed up
0: you we were off the we court had, we were off the court yeah you
1: know or if guys from a different town came which happened a lot you know guys that high school kids would be playing against in the winter showed up and you know you played in the summer yeah the young guys had to sit and i can still remember you know being a junior high guy and couple of us sitting there we'd sit there hoping one of the older guys sprained an ankle so maybe <laughs> they needed a guy <laughs> you know and we'd get picked up that but day ever was,
0: happened did you ever get in
1: as a younger uh, guy oh yeah you know you, you know a few times and you know, you learned, you learned if, if there was a turnover and it wasn't even your fault, you got blamed for it anyway. Yeah. You know, or if something happened. But that was part of, that was part of the system, you know, and, and we all learned through it. But I, I, I often think, you know, I, I talk to kids today sometime, and I'll I tell you a great story. A few years ago, I was at a swimmer pool in Pottsville, and they have some pretty good courts around the, around mm-hmm. the pool, and there was nobody playing there. And I said to this guy, because I knew he was a pretty good player in high school, and I said, don't you guys play up here? He said, nah. He said, I had two AAU tournaments in the last two weekends, and I had three summer league games this week. I just wanted to come up here and relax. And I thought, wow. You know, like, I I think the game has become too Uh, mad. I I often say... I don't think we play. I I guarantee we played as much, if not more.
0: Yeah, like when you went there. to the playground. How many? Uh, what's how many hours could you spend oh, there?
1: I, I, like I said, I lived across the street from it. So I, I I always tell the story. I used to love going over in early in the morning, before anybody was there, and I always tell kids. I speak at a, I still speak at quite a few camps, and I always tell kids that basketball is such a great game because. All you need is a basket, a ball, and an imagination. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need pads. You don't need anything yeah. else. That's all you need. And I used to always say, "It's such a great you know." I used to love to get over there and let my imagination t- make the best of it. You know.
0: What did you imagine? But
1: I would always I would always think about myself back in those days. UCLA was the greatest college team in the nation, so I would always have a countdown. I would do it 50 times yeah. a day count count it down from 10 i'm going to take the winning shot to win the game
0: now did you take it from three point or that, there well was there was no three, no three point right time.
1: but the th- situation was if i missed it it's my imagination i always got fouled yeah <laughs> so i would go to the foul line i always tell kids this at camp and i said i you know i had a you know, we're down by one i have two shots to to be to win the national championship and tv cameras are going off and uh, you know everything's crazy and if i miss the shot there was always a lane violin. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> big feet, so man. Said, big feet. When, when, I, when I made it, I, I, it was like the greatest thing in the world. You know, your imagination. I always tell the story that one, one day my mother and father were up at our window. My dad was a doctor. He had the office on the first floor and we lived up in the second floor. So we had a big bay window that looked out over the playground. Mm-hmm. So I'm over there playing UCLA the one day. And my mother said to my dad, come here, you got to watch this. And, and I'm, um, going around, and I fired a shot, and I went, and I'm jumping all over the playground to win the national champion. My dad said, we got a problem with it, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was fun, you know, I mean, you played it because it was fun. We would go down, you know, like I said, that kid didn't want to play at the pool. We used to go down to Lakewood. Okay. Uh, swimming, like, and, you know, if we wanted to go swimming, we'd go swimming. We'd hitchhike, hitchhike a ride down to Lakewood, like most of the kids did back then, just to go swimming, and they had a basket there, and we would play all afternoon at that basket on a Sunday, play a game, take your shoes and socks off, jump in a pool, come out, put your shoes and socks on, play another game, jump in a pool. But, like, nobody was telling us we had to. Right, right you, you just did it. I mean? Uh, I mean? I, I just read an article uh, on, on um, ESPN just the other day. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant said, what's really sad is that most kids today – quitting sports by the time they're 11.
0: Yeah, I saw that, yeah, I saw that, yeah.
1: And he said a lot of it has to do with organization that they're, it's shoved down their throat, Yeah. and he blamed a lot of it on youth coaching. He said a lot of guys who get into this thing for all the right reasons get caught up in winning and losing instead of teaching, you know? And I think that does have a, have an impact on it. Oh, absolutely! You know, absolutely. We, we uh, Pat Flannery and I and I worked Pat's camp for years when he was at Bucknell, and and uh, we've worked camps at, and as I said, I'll talk about Al Towns in a few minutes. But uh, we always used to run something called the number system at camp, and what you did if you had eight kids, that kids picked out of a hat one through eight, and you end up. One through five, say, starts. That four minutes, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Rotate in. Two starts. Then to, and then the next game you play, two, three, four starts. So everybody plays. Everybody starts. Everybody finishes. Yeah. You know, I mention that to a lot of people over the times, and, and, and they don't want to hear that. Huh. You know, I mean, you go to some, some of the youth leagues, and, you know, the younger kids might get three minutes. You know, and then coaches find ways around that. Well, we'll hold one of our better players out to play with the younger. You know, it's the kids' game. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that becomes a big part of it. I actually had an experience happen to me once because um, I had a son who was a, a pretty good player, but I, I I didn't coach him. I you know I actually did when he got to high school, and I didn't want the job, but the school yeah. came after me. Nativity came after me when I take it. I really wasn't what didn't go after it, but. He and a bunch of guys from some different schools, friends asked if we could get into a couple of these leagues, travel thing, it was athletes for better education. We played in about maybe three tournaments. But we're playing in this one tournament and we had a big kid, it's a true story. And his number at the end of the game was out. So he was out and we never wavered. And we ended up losing a game to this team that had they big kid in the game at the time. We lost by, like, one point, and this parent came to me after the game. I always think about this. It wasn't one of my parents. Yeah. It was one of the parents from the other team. Huh. And he said, Coach, can I talk to you? He said, why would you have that big kid on the bench? And I said, well, what do you mean? What's your point? And he said, well, if you could have had him in there, you probably would have won. He said, oh, that's your point. I said, let me tell you something. Did you see that kid be an upset because he wasn't in there? He said, no and I told him about the number system. I said, now, the team that we just played had four or five kids that didn't get in the game. This is in the summer. It doesn't mean anything. sixth-grade kids. Yeah. I said, do you think I care about winning a game here? I have eight kids who want to play next year. You're right. They want to play. And, you know, it's a teaching experience for them and a camaraderie thing. There were some kids from different schools. But you can't get that through heads of Hmm. people today. Yeah, it's it's
0: a shame. I mean... at that age, especially, I mean, it's just learning fundamentals, learning it's, how to work with your teammates, that kind of stuff. Is, I mean, you know, the wins and losses, I mean, if you win, it's great, but it's not really imperative at that level.
1: Exactly. Ex- exactly. It's not. And, I mean, Kobe just came out of Kobe Bryant, you know. Yeah, and, who's, and, a and, mean, who's a pretty good competitor. You know, yeah. who's, you know, pretty good, you know, has a pretty good idea of what went on. But, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I, I, I don't mean to quote things, but I, I did bring, I, I have an old copy of my book here, but. I always start my first... You can get it on Amazon,
0: right? Yeah, you can okay. get yes, Amazon. Uh, when the I, game was just a game, when guys. When
1: the game was just a game. But my first chapter actually is the playground. And I started off with a poem that I wrote. And, and it, I think you will let you And tell me if I'm right. It goes, it was a very special place I never will forget. It wasn't much to look at, just a court, a hoop, and net. I wish I had a dollar for all the memories it brought. The lessons that I learned there, the simple things it taught. Where grades were earned, not given, in a way it was like school, but there were no formal teachers and there were no formal rules. Where black and blues were cherished and great moves all had their worth. Where a high five from an older guy was the greatest prize on earth. It was a place for players, no coaches showed you how. No parents ever came there. It was simply not allowed. The game was so so important to compete was all we knew. And win or lose we choose again, it's what we live to do. What happened to these hollowed spots? Somehow they're not the same. I often just drive by them in hopes to see a game. These places aren't important now. Uh, I'm sad to see it so. The game's become too organized for reasons we all know. I'm sorry for the future for the ones who'll never know how great a place the playground was before the game became a show.
0: And, you, and he read that without even looking at it. <laughs> uh, that's, but it,
1: it's, it's, it was a mm-hmm. part of our life. You know, where you played because it was fun. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I I, I often say I think kids that are quitting sports, I, 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 I think people don't realize what we're taking away from them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I, I mean, some kids don't even f- understand if they fall in love with it yet and yeah. they're quitting because they're having it shoved down their throat. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's got to – I tell kids when I see them, You don't need 10 guys. Get six guys and go to three. I love three on three. Play three on three and then go get a soda. Yeah. You know, and and we're nobody, you know, I often think, you know, we, we became players and we're a little bit more, I want to say, adventurous with our games because if we're playing in a pickup game in a playground and we throw it away the gate we're not getting pulled yeah the, you're the just game's not, yeah the name's not over right you know what i mean like you, somebody might a bigger older guy might yell at you yeah right you're still playing the game you know we were a little bit more free to do the things we have now kids you know are in one of these you know turn it over and you're getting pulled
0: if you if you want to see uh a good uh, playground Cresona. uh every time i drive my wife always makes fun of me and you know? every time there's a there's usually sometimes there's like 20 kids yeah. there and I always say, that's good to see. And she's, she makes fun of me. but I'm yeah. like, it really is good to but see that. You it. don't see it much You anymore. don't see it much, yeah. I always
1: tell them, I got my first teaching job from the playground. I was, at, I was at Holy Cross in Massachusetts, and my sister had a place down the Jersey Shore for the summer. So, I, I mean, I was playing ball in college, so I, I went down, and I, I was trying to find, I actually asked, the, there's a six-foot-seven bartender in this one bar, and he said, he played at Mount St. Mary's, that guy. And I said to him, hey, and I, I'm a college player, is there any good playgrounds around here? And I can still remember he said, there's a good place down at Saint or on Jerome's Avenue in Margate. So I got my sister to give me a ride over about six o'clock one night, and I went over and I asked, I said, can I get a run? And there was a, I spent tw- 25, 30 guys there, and they said, yeah, we need a guy. So we got on onto court and we ran off about six wins in a row, because when you stay on. Back yeah, on right. Station, when you stay on. And after it was over, this guy on my team came up to me. About six foot three, six four, real strong guy. Introduced himself and said, "You want you, you know we're going for a beer. You want to come with us?" I said, "He was he played his college ball at Murray State in Kentucky, but he was the head basketball coach and and uh, phys ed teacher at Lower Cape May oh. Regional." So a year later, he gave my address, and a year later, he called and said, we're looking for a social studies teacher. I'm looking for an assistant coach. I drove eight hours for an interview. So I got my first job, (laughs) you know, from the playground. But it was, you know, it was, uh, I I always say it, the friendships, it it sounds so crazy for people who have never been involved in things like this, that stayed involved with it. The greatest friends I ever met came because of the game of basketball. You know they were, I, I and I, I'm I'm going to say it right now because, he, I've been out of college now for forty, graduating seventy five, so almost forty five years, and guys that I lived with and I, we, we we you know you lose contact with everybody, guys I played with we still keep in contact. Mm-hmm. I'm le I'm going up in two weeks for the weekend up to Massachusetts, and we're getting together, my one at one buddy's house. He, he, he's from Providence, another guy from Brooklyn, another guy from Jersey City, one in Boston now, a guy who went to school in Boston, but he played with us. He was from Puerto Rico. And six of us are getting together, cook some snakes up. And, you know, Will you play? Together. We won't play, no. Not but, even horse? No, I don't, you never know. But I mean, we still talk our, our kids. Sure. Became friends. One guy used to have a house up in the Jersey side of the lake and on fourth of July we would all go up there, our kids became friends. Oh, for something as silly as a game of basketball. You know, I mean, and so many kids aren't even getting a chance to do those. Yeah, they're just things. sharing so, that.
0: Being part of a team on anything. I mean, I know even at work I was telling a, a coworker of mine, you know, where I work, we have a very team oriented, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. People are trying to help each other out, we're trying to get a great product out and you know, I guess since I stopped playing sports, I really haven't had that much opportunity to do that. And now that I do, it's like, I love it. You know what I mean? Like people have each other's backs and it's just like,
1: it it is, it's something, it's something you can't, if you've never been involved, really involved with, with a group of people that work together, you can't, you can't understand. Mm -mm. No, you can't, you can't understand it. It's, it's like, you know, players, you know, I always say, There's basketball players and there's guys who play basketball, Mm. and it's like golfers. I'm a guy who who I play golf. golf. I'm not a golfer. Yeah, right. That's how I am. I don't go out and practice all my thing. I'll play in some tournaments, like you know, better ball things. But I'm not the guy that goes out and practice. But like basketball players, and it's like with any sport, if you've done it, you know that I always I always say to some of my friends and I. I only wish I could go back one more time and get that good tired, you mm-hmm. know, where you can't, you have yeah. to grab your trunks and you can't breathe. Yeah, in. just that feeling of that, you know. And if you never were involved with that, you would never. Or just the the, 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 oh. the thrill
0: of getting that, finally getting that water break, oh, and yeah. the water I mean, is just I mean, like
1: it was. Yeah, it was like you know nothing greater in the world. But you know, I, I, it it hurts me to see how many kids aren't involved anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if Kobe's right or whatever, but. It, it's sad you know and absolutely I, don't, I it, it bothers me when you know I, I have a tough time even watching a lot of the things with you because I oh i could imagine you up there yelling and, and, and yelling at i know go to any read these things about parents are getting yeah oh it's it's, I mean, it's it's so unnecessary you know, it, i mean it's a, it's the kids you know it, it, they don't realize what they're doing you know yeah, it's not helpful. With the kids, you know? Now, you,
0: obviously you have a great affinity for the playground. Uh, I, you know, I did some uh, background research and they said, th- there's probably gonna be a 30 for 30 on this. Uh, Steve Angelo, Gebe, uh who, who passed away, uh, c- claimed that you and him had a, about a four hour game of horse. Cause none of, no one ever missed. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if it was four <laughs> hours, you know, but that's, that, that's funny. That's funny.
0: So who ended up winning that?
1: Uh, uh, I'm not even going to – I don't even remember. But I, I'm sure if Gieber told you that, he won. <laughs> I'm sure if he did, I, you know, I, I miss him. He all was right. A, he was a good guy. Yeah, he
0: was. He definitely was. Now, you, you uh, Holy Cross, you, you lettered there, uh, 73, seventy three, seventy four, seventy five.
1: Yeah, I, I was recruited to go to Holy Cross. We were a – that was before the Patriot League. all. You know, we were an independent. Mm-hmm. So we were – we played big time. So it was, it was division, division, that was the D1. D1. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we – I mean, we played. There was no Big East at the time. We played UConn. We played Syracuse. We played uh, Boston College, Georgetown. Uh, so basically, the old Big East yeah, was in. Yeah, we. You know, I mean, my my sophomore year, we played uh, up in Rochester. We played Michigan State. We played um, we played Maryland and Maryland Christmas tournament, when they went to the Final Four that year. My junior year, my senior year. We uh, we had a great team my senior year. We, uh, we were actually, at the end of the season, we were ranked number one in New England at the time, and we had a four-team playoff, us, Connecticut, Holy Cross, Connecticut, Providence, and Boston College. And we beat Providence, they were fourth, and Boston College beat UConn, and then Boston College beat us for a trip to the NCAA. Mm. Now, during the season, we beat Boston College at our place, they beat us at... The, we beat Boston College at their place. They beat us at our place. Oh, okay. They beat us for the playoffs. So we went to the NIT. And uh, we got beaten the NIT by a, a really good Princeton team. But we, we were like 24 and 5 that year. Lost to Notre Dame out there by three on a. a it's, shaky it, I day. could
0: tell you're over it, right? Yeah, you're over <laughs> that one, you know. I can
1: like still remember it was on my birthday. But, uh, but my, brother's still, my brother's a big Notre Dame fan, and I always tell him. He you said, you're never going to let that go. I said, no, I'm not going to let
0: it go. You know, so what, what was the scouting report on you? I w- I would, well, you're a point guard, I imagine? or Yeah,
1: you know, we, we recruited, uh, actually brought three guys in my year. Now, the guy that uh, was our coach was a guy by the name of Jack Donahue, and he was sort of getting out of it. So my sophomore year, George Bellaney came on, and George Bellaney coached us. He was, he was a man who, outside of my father, I don't think ever had, nobody ever had a greater influence on me than him. Uh, uh, he was a great player, he was from Jersey City, he was a great player at Holy Cross, went on and played in the NBA for a few years, and played in the Eastern Leagues and stuff back then. But uh, he came from, he, he was a coach at uh, Dartmouth before he came back to Holy Cross. And we went through a couple tough years till he got his people in, but my senior year, we had four guards I didn't start, only one of us started. We had two freshman kids, uh, one from Puerto Rico, one from New York, and then two, two a sophomore and junior. But as I said, we were 24 and five. It was, it was the best team I was ever the Best mm. chemistry and, and the mm-hmm. best friends I think I've, I've ever met in the game. You know, we, as I said, we're still close. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we played a really tough schedule back in those days. That was before, actually, when the Big East came in, they won at Holy Cross in the Big East. And our powers that be at Holy Cross sure. didn't want it to happen, so we didn't, they didn't go. But uh, it, was a, it was a great experience. I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how, you know, you look back and you think of some things about Division One I. Now. I mean, I know in today's world, a lot of those kids, don't go home in the summer. They have summer things. Yeah, they they're have, doing, they yeah. Go on, they go,
0: go to Europe and Europe, travel, and yeah. All this
1: stuff and weight programs and all. But I always say, you know, I think it's what made us so close Uh, I remember one Christmas we had to stay on campus and they shut down all the dorms. So for the whole Christmas vacation, we lived in the infirmary. (laughs) We slept in hospital beds. (laughs) Really? I said, there were more fights in those practices, those those, over the holidays. Nobody wanted to be there, (laughs) but you know, we were all in it together, you know, and, uh, I mean, it was just something that, when you look back on it, I, I was very fortunate. And I was, I was very lucky to to be a part of something like
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can relate. My my senior at Muhlenberg, uh, we were ten and two, um, but when we got there, the program was, you know, we were one and nine the year before we arrived, and we turned it around. I'm going to see those guys Monday, or yeah, Monday. I'm playing golf with them, yeah. and you're right. When you're part of a team like that, that there was no egos, you know, no superstars. Yeah, people just don't understand. Yeah, people it's just... Never been with and that. if you're a kid now listening, like, and you're part of that, like, cherish it, because it's... Exactly. It's, exactly. it's, It's quite an amazing feeling. You don't get many of those chances in, in life to be a part of something like that.
1: Yeah, and as I said, you know, as you go through, you just you just meet so many people. Like, like I said, a man like George Blaney... And when George left Holy Cross, he became the head coach at Seton Hall, and then he went up into Canada, and then he... Finished his career. He was the assistant coach with Jim Calhoun. Oh, he was the he was the the, the number one assistant there for about ten years with them. And when Calhoun was six sure, he was the head coach of that team. You know huh. Those Connecticut teams, but uh, I mean, he coached up until his 70s. You know, he he just was he just was a you know a really really good guy and a very very good coach and just a, but a better man. Like he did more for us. I still think when I got that first teaching job, he got on the phone and called. Cape May for no and just talked to people said you you know you got to hire him right and he did that for so many of us he never forgot about who we are he might actually be at this picnic oh nice two weeks you know uh, my one buddy reached out to him and he says you know he's going to see if he could get there and that's nice you know I mean he's 78 79 now so you know so.
0: Now, now, your official coaching days are over, right? Yeah. But you, yeah. I remember you telling me when I met you that other week, you said you're still coaching your driveway.
1: Yeah. I, I, what I do, well, I still work a few camps. You know, I, I, I do uh, Pottsville High School camp. Uh, Pat Flannery and myself and John Toomey and Lee Feldsberg, we, we go up into prison. Uh, this is more than 25 years. We go up to, we used to do Mono and Fractal, but now we've been doing the Monoy prison for almost 25 years. We go in for three days in the summer. And do a clinic with the prisoners. Huh. I, I golf a coach to
0: him. He never mentioned yeah. that. We do, we've, yeah. we've
1: done it for like for the last, oh, well, 25 years, you know, and we still do it. And then I go down to, I work a camp in June down in Harrisburg. A good friend of mine who was Pat's assistant at Bunknell, Don Friday, who's a local guy, you know, Pottsville guy, mm-hmm. but he's the head coach at Penn State Harrisburg. Okay. So he runs an overnight camp. So I go down and do camps with him. But I do individual shooting with kids in my backyard. I have a 40 by 40 court with a wooden backboard like the old days. Oh, wow. And I bring, you know, I've done that for about oh, 20 years now. I've worked with a lot, of, a lot of pretty good high school players and stuff. I work with kids usually, like, I try not, I don't like doing it with kids under junior high age. Again, I think they should be out kicking the ball. In yeah. The basket if they feel like it. You know? Yeah. And it's not that I, I it's hard what i do because we do a lot of just shooting against each other you know games shooting games now why the wooden backboard just because you like it or I just like it okay you know it just reminds me of that's what a playground was you know but i uh it's a very non-threatening thing that i do with the kids it, it's uh like i said i i break their me- their mechanics down a little bit and work on things for about a half hour and then the other half hour we do shooting games with them be like against him or like Do you
0: still win him. a couple a, a couple yeah. okay know, where where know. were you deadly from on, on the playground
1: oh I don't. like know. if
0: they left you open was there a spot that you just nailed it every single time
1: no i couldn't even think about that yeah you know, i just you know you, you get the feeling and you feel like you could hit it yeah you know what i mean but uh, but i still do a lot of work with that and and uh boys and girls and i enjoy it you know and, and uh it gives me a chance to meet with you know some of the kids that are playing in the area. I actually, uh, the last two summers he's away this summer. But I would work. I work Nick, Nick Schlitz. Oh, Nick's great.
0: He was on the podcast once too. Yeah,
1: I work Nick out every. We would do it like three, two, three times a week at Mart's Hall, seven o'clock in the morning. And uh, we did it for the last couple of years. Now he's not home this summer. He's right. Not in the Washington area, but yeah, I would work out work Nick out. You know, for a couple. Of, but it, it still keeps my hand in it. But it's yeah. But you know. But again, you know, I'll get some kids in that are playing in some of these leagues and traveling around. They come in shooting. And all. So I always say to them, you know, like I say, are, are you going to you taking a vacation? And They say, yeah, we're going down to shore. I say, well, don't take your ball. <laughs> Go up in the boardwalk, check out the girls, or yeah. girls check out the guys yeah. for a week enjoy yourself. But there's nothing wrong with stepping away from it for a little bit if you're involved in this so Yeah, much, you know, because you need a little time to unwind. Absolutely. You know, but uh, but I still keep my nose in it a little bit and still keep, still keep at it. I still enjoy it. You know, but uh, I, I, I was just saying before, you know, about the people that you met. I just got a call from a, an, old, an old pickup guy buddy of mine from Orgsburg, Jeff Huffman. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I don't he, know. He was, yeah. He was a very good player, a little younger than me. But uh, we used to get down, you know, for years. on Thursday nights we'd go down and play at the memorial down in Orgsburg where you play pickup games. But he played at Blue Mountain High School. I got, he was about three or four years younger than me, and played for a band named Al Towns. Al Towns came from Connecticut. He was a very successful coach in Connecticut, and then became a high school coach down here. And I think he started coaching when I was a senior in high school and coached against me as a player. And then when I started to coach my first job at Minersville, he was still coaching at Blue Mountain, and we sort of became friends. Uh, and he asked me if I would like to go up to a camp in New London, Connecticut, that he, he and a couple of older coaches up there ran and these guys were like legends up there so I went up and I worked at the first year and I think I went back actually Flannery came up and worked there a few years with me I think I went back once for a week every year for like six years I drove up to Connecticut for this <laughs> camp you know and it just like I said people you meet through the game and and, and yeah. friends that you have in fact Flannery called me the one day and he said when he was coaching I think still where he, with his, with his job now, where he, you know, where he goes out with the fundraising, but he said, he was up, he said, I'm up at Boston University, and there's a kid playing up here, he said, and he told me the name, and I said, yeah, that's got to be that guy's, a guy that was working yeah. with us, that's got to be his kid, <laughs> you know, he was one of the guys up there, you know, and he said, so I ended up sticking around, and I saw his dad, you know, and I mean, just, just little things like yeah, that. Yeah, it it's it's goes full circle. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's funny, but uh, you meet a lot of great people and, and he just passed away. Outtown's just passed away. So I've said Jeff Huffman sent me a text message. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he said, just thought you might know, I know you guys were close, and I told him, I said, Jeff, you know, a guy like you, uh, who loved the play so much and I'm sure you attribute so much to a man like him, because he was such a basketball mind, and he said he was one of the, you know, best best guys I've ever known. And I and I said to him, you know, we're blessed for some reason that we were chosen to play a game that we met so many great people playing something that we love to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's nice, you know, like even a guy like that, that just texts me cause he knew I know. Yeah. Me. And I got another text from a guy who played for, for him that I know that coached with me. And, you know, people don't forget, you know, Absolutely. a lot of memories that you remember through a simple game. Isn't it something? Yeah
0: absolutely well coach thank you so much for taking the time we're definitely uh blessed to have you in the community you know teaching and coaching and uh hopefully you're, you're still doing around well, i for appreciate a it,
1: alfredo and i think this is great what you do thank you I think it's appreciate what you do thanks again
0: thank you